The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Welcome, everyone, to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. Well, Traveling Pulpit family, I want you to know how wonderful it is to be able to have this opportunity to be with you today. You know, David wrote this psalm while he was in a cave running from Saul, the king. And the Lord has showed him so much favor in his life, all the things that he had done, that he had to write this psalm to let everyone know who reads it, who the true and eternal shepherd is. You know, this holds true for some people who were escaping bondage, who found themselves between a rock and a hard place. And oftentimes we find ourselves in that same rock in a hard place, not knowing what to do, not knowing where to go, not even knowing where to turn. And sometimes not even knowing who to turn to, because we oftentimes turn to our friends. We turn to uh, supervisors or or people that we think have authority over us. But we don't turn to the shepherd the one who has ultimate authority over us, the one who sacrificed his life for us. We don't turn to him, the shepherd. What we tend to do is we tend to turn to strangers and we allow strangers to lead us away so that we no longer hear the shepherd's voice. That's not what David did. David, being a shepherd himself, understood what the responsibilities of being a shepherd entailed. Well, Moses was a shepherd. He was a shepherd and then he was called to lead God's sheep out of bondage. You know, oftentimes we find ourselves in bondage because we are living in it. We're living in the bondages of this world. We allow strangers to tell us what we want to hear. We allow the stranger to separate us and isolate us so he can prepare us to listen to the voice of strangers. But Jesus did not sacrifice his life so that strangers could get your attention. He sacrificed his life so that he could be the shepherd over yours because we are just sheep and he is the shepherd. And he has made that perfectly clear in John chapter 10, where he says the sheep know his voice and they follow him. But a stranger's voice, they will not follow because they don't know the voice of strangers. David knew the voice of the shepherd. Moses knew the voice of the shepherd. Do you know 
the voice of the shepherd. Over in Exodus 14, Moses has been given authority by God to bring out the children of Israel and to take them into the promised land. So this promise of going into the promised land gave the Israelites or the children of Israel hope, gave them a reason to believe they were going to go to the land flowing with milk and honey. They were going to go to the promised land and it gave them hope. But what they had become accustomed to were the lies of the stranger in Pharaoh and the strangers in Pharaoh's house. The overseers, the taskmasters, the whip holders, the governors, all of these strangers, the children of Israel became accustomed to their voices. So when Moses, who spoke with the voice of the shepherd came, he had a very difficult time trying to get these people to hear him. And it's that way in 2023 also. It's hard for people to hear the voice of the shepherd when all their lives, all they have heard is the voices of strangers. It's hard to hear the shepherd's voice. But nonetheless, the shepherd still sends out those who will work on the shepherd's behalf to gather the sheep for harvest. Even though it's hard, even though the sheep still listen to the voices of strangers, he has tasked some with the responsibility to take his word to those sheep that those who might hear it might receive it and be saved. Moses was the same way. Moses found himself in a battle, a duel against Pharaoh, but it wasn't against flesh and blood. It was against the spirit. It was against the principalities. It was uh, against the darkness of this present time because time has always been. There has been no time that has been different from time upon which time had to change clothes. Time has always been that one and the same. Time has always been time. The only thing that has changed are the generations. But we are still the same children circling the same wilderness looking to get into the promised land and the generations are still dying off because they refuse to listen to the voice of the shepherd. Moses defeated Pharaoh with the hand of God on his side. And Pharaoh said, take the people and leave, get out, just go. So Moses gathered the people, everyone, the children of Israel were all excited. They were leaving bondage. They were getting out of bondage. 
They were going to be free. They were going to go to the promised land. They were going to have milk and honey, which was promised to them. They were never going to do anything else in this life, but enjoy the pleasures of this world and what God would provide for them. So they left. They left Egypt. They were marching toward home. They were going back to where God promised the land to Abram and Isaac and Jacob. They were going home. But one problem. Pharaoh began to think, if they leave, who's going to build my cities? If they leave, who's going to write my history? If they leave, who's going to bear my grandchildren and great-grandchildren and generations to come. So Moses, leading the people out, led them to a place where they had found themselves in a peculiar situation. They were at the Red Sea. They were between where Pharaoh could still get to them, and they were in a place where They were kind of uncertain on what to do next. You're in that situation right now, aren't you? I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to someone who's in that particular situation where you have just come out of something and something that you're going into isn't ready for you to come into. So you're standing in a hallway with one door that you just came out of that still has a handle attached and the other door that you're standing in front of doesn't have a handle attached because you have to wait for the one who's on the other side to open it for you. Well, the one on the other side that you're waiting for to open it for you is the shepherd, but you got to know his voice in order for him to open it. You have to know his voice in order for him to open it. Otherwise, you'll find yourself going back to the door that had to handle to all of the things that the strangers told you, believing all of the lies that you've ever heard from them. I encourage you to stand and to hear the shepherd's voice. So when you hear the shepherd's voice call out to you and you respond by accepting his voice. As Lord and King, be prepared because that door is going to open and you're going to walk right through it. I guarantee you, you'll walk right through it into a newness of life. The same were for the children of Israel, where Pharaoh had got into his mind. We can't let them leave. They have to stay. They have to do what we need for them to do. They have to do what I want for them to do. And he went and got 600 of his choices, chosen chariots, the fastest of the fleet with the, the, the horses that could run like wind. And he went after them. They were encamped by the sea, by Pi Hahara in the middle of Bales upon. I know I'm screwing up the name, but but we're in Exodus 14, all the way down to Exodus 15, 1, 14, 1 to 15. And the people heard the chariots coming 
when they heard it, they could see it. Sometimes we can hear our past creeping up on us. We can turn around and we can see the things that we once did coming after us. And we don't want that life anymore. And so we begin to turn and cry out to the Lord, Lord, help her. Help, Lord. It was no different for the people that were encamped by the sea. They saw Pharaoh's chariots and they began screaming to Moses, do something. Have you brought us out here to die, man? Are you crazy? Do you expect this place to be a graveyard? What are you doing, man? Have you not done that to the Lord where you want something so bad, materialistic or or monetarily, and you want it so bad and you're crying out the Lord, man, what are you doing, Lord? Help me. You see, I'm struggling. What, what's happening? Have you not done that? The same is for the children of Israel. They did the same thing. Moses told them. Moses let them know to fear not and to stand firm that they will see the salvation of the Lord, which will which will be at work for them on their side this very day. Traveling pulpit family, I want you to know to fear not and to stand firm in the faith that you say you believe in the one true gospel. There is no other than the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is no other. There is no other way of saying it. The word of God, the Bible, basic instruction before leaving earth is all you need at a time like this. So Moses told them to fear not, stand firm, see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you. And all you have to do is be silent. Traveling pulpit family, we're doing so much crying out to the Lord. We're crying out to the Lord in unbelief because we are expecting to do for him to do something that would give us belief. But if you just be silent and know that the shepherd is going to take care of the sheep. Your belief will get stronger. Your faith will become immovable and you will hear the shepherd's voice and that door will open. I guarantee it. It will open. See, a, 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 a lot of us want to cry out in the physical and we look like fools doing it. We don't we don't go into our secret places and talk to the Lord in his secret place, knowing that the two secret places are protected by the most high. We don't do that. We'd rather stand out trying to look like something that we're not when we actually look like fools before the rest of the world. All we have to do is be silent. Be silent and you will hear the shepherd's voice. Be silent and your prayers will get answered. Be silent and you will know that he is the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? 
Why do you cry to me? Moses has the power of God in him. It does not make Moses a God, but it has the, but Moses has the presence of God in him. So do you. It does not make you a God. But when you have that power and the presence of God in you, why are you crying out? Why are you crying out? The power is already inside you. All you have to do is walk. That's all you have to do. The Lord told Moses, tell the people of Israel to go forward. Lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. That the people of Israel may go through the sea on dry ground. Wow. This came from almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth, all four corners of it. This comes from the creator. If he tells Moses to do this, then he's telling us to do the same thing now. And all we have to do is be silent. You know why the armor is so important, traveling pulpit family? The armor is not for offense. The armor is for defense. But there will come a day when that armor will be used for offense, but it won't be this day. This day, we wear the armor for defense. We wear the armor for protection. We wear the armor to protect us from the enemy's plans, the enemy's schemes, the fiery darts. The armor protects us from the stranger's voices. That's what the armor does. And that's why wearing the armor is so important. You know what Moses did? Moses lifted his hands and he stretched out over his hand over the water and the water pardoned and the people of Israel walked across on dry ground. Now, it wasn't the people who heard the shepherd's voice. It was Moses who heard the, who heard the shepherd's voice. It was Moses who received instructions on what to do from the shepherd because Moses heard the shepherd's voice. The people of Israel were in full panic. But you talk about an attention grabber. This was an attention grabber right here. And the people walked across on dry ground. Now we know what happened to Pharaoh and 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 his 600 chariot uh elite group of squadron uh, mercenaries, they were all drowned and killed. Even to this day, there are expeditions that are going on that have found pieces of the chariot chariots. I'm sorry, chariots that are in the, in the actual ocean in the Red Sea. There have been recorded documentation and our uh, YouTube videos of them finding actual chariot pieces at the bottom of the Red Sea. There are. All because Moses heard the shepherd's voice. Now imagine traveling pulpit family, if you heard the shepherd's voice, 
and all this turmoil that we're going through and all this strife that we're hearing and all this war and rumor of war and, and all these things that are going on. Imagine if you heard the shepherd's voice. How much would it affect you to know that the shepherd is with you? As opposed to the strangers who are against you. I would say my chances with the shepherd are a lot greater than the strangers who are in this world. But it's up to you. And the question is, who has your ear, the shepherd or the stranger? Only you can answer that. And I can tell you the shepherd has my ear. You know, men, as I'm closing up, I want to refer you back to the message I did a couple weeks ago on hidden sin. Men, we we've got to stop hiding our sin. You know, when God most high found us in the garden, we were hiding. We've been hiding our sin ever since. It's time for us to listen to the shepherd's voice. You not realize, men, that when we listen to the shepherd's voice and we rid ourselves of our hidden sin, which I do daily. It's like repentance. Rid me of that hidden sin, because that hidden sin, brothers, so long as we are in the flesh, that hidden sin will always creep back in like a burglar. This is why we have to continuously Pray and ask the Lord to take that hidden sin away, because if not, that hidden sin will creep back in and we will find ourselves doing the things that cut us off from hearing the shepherd's voice. It will open us up to hearing a stranger's voices. Then we will be no better off than we were before. That's why it's so important to rid ourselves of our hidden sin, acknowledge them to the Lord. We don't want anyone else to know about our hidden sin, but we cannot hide our hidden sin from God. So that's why I'm telling you, brothers, take it to God. If you don't want to take it to no one else, you don't want no one else to know your hidden sin. Take it to God. He knows he's the one that you need to release it to anyway. He's the one that, that needs to free you of that. It's a continuous thing. I'm talking about 24 hours in a day. Uh, so many seconds in a day, so many minutes in a day, so many hours in a day, one day, continuously asking him second by second, take that hidden sin, minute by minute, take that hidden sin, hour by hour, take that hidden sin, day by day, take that hidden sin. Brothers, the only way we fight this battle, God's way, is by putting on that armor, by standing still, being silent, in defense, not offense, in defense, because something happens when men stand and are quiet, standing for the Lord. A lot will happen to the world. And that day will come when true men of God will stand with closed mouths, with armor bearing witness. The world is going to change because the shepherd's voice is what will be heard 
on that day. I don't know when that day is. Not my day to worry about. My day is today to tell you, to let you know, to bring awareness to you that it's time, brothers, for us to rid ourselves of our hidden sin. I do it every day. I do it every day. I've had nothing to hide. I take it to the Lord. I go to my secret place and I talk to my father in his secret place. I was having problems in the home. I took it to the Lord. Problem solved. Having problems at the workplace. I took it to the Lord. Problem solved. I have uh, problems in life. I take it to the Lord. Problem solved. I can't take it to the world because problems will get worse. Because everybody know or wants to know what your problem is. So everything can be put on social media. Everything is put on social media. Everybody wants everyone to know everything except what they hide. What they hide. But don't worry. God knows what you hide. He sees what you're doing in the darkness. He sees what you're doing behind closed doors. You can't hide from him, no matter how hard you try. No matter. It's time for us to rid ourselves of our hidden sin so that the shepherd can have more of our ear and our attention than the stranger. Traveling Pulpit family, I want to thank you so much for another opportunity to come and share the word with you. I hope that this word has done you well. I hope this word has done you well. You know, I am just an awareness bringer, a, a, a preacher, a speaker, a, a whomever you want me to be. But I'm going to be a truth teller. Everybody wants the truth until they hear it. Everybody wants the truth until they find out what the instructions are. They don't want it no more. Oh, wait a minute. No, I don't want that. No, that's all right. You back out when you find out what it costs. Jesus could have done the same thing. Jesus should have done the same thing. But Jesus accepted the cost. He knew what it would cost. And he paid the ultimate price. There was a price that was paid for us. Man, there is no way we could repay it. We deserve so much worse than this. But thanks to the Lord, our God. Where would I be if it had not been for mercy and grace on my side? That's a question that we should start asking ourselves is where would I be? Well, I know where I am. I know where I am. And I hope that you are also. You can find me on all the social medias that there are only a few social medias that I um, am on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all traveling pulpit ministries. Um, hey, just, you know, reach out to the Lord. Trust me, reach out to the Lord. The shepherd's voice is stronger than the stranger's, even though the stranger makes it sound like his voice is the strongest. No, it's not. Trust and believe and see the goodness of the Lord in your life when you stand still and be silent and tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord. And if necessary, use words. Bye for now.